From Hyde Park United Methodist in Tampa, Florida, this is the Bible Project 2020, a journey to reading the Bible without fear or frustration. I'm your host, Nikki Taylor. Remembering back to our intro podcast, the book of Psalms is actually divided up into five books, but each presents its own theme. So our readings this week span almost all of book two. Book two of Psalms is from chapters 42 to 72, but our readings this week go from chapters 46 to 72. Regardless, from right off the bat in Psalm 46, we can see the theme of book two, looking forward with hope to the future and trusting in God for deliverance. Psalm 46, one and two says, God is our refuge and strength and ever present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the heart give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Here the psalmist is declaring his trust in God's faithfulness and deliverance, regardless of whatever trouble he is going through. Looking at our readings this week in this structure can allow us to see a dual purpose of the Psalms. On one hand, for the original authors, and even for the ancient editors who arranged the book of Psalms in this way, the Psalms speak to the real issues that they were personally struggling with. Psalms 42 and 43 look ahead to returning from exile to a new temple. And Psalm 72 looks ahead to the coming Messiah who will eventually deliver the people. But for us today personally, we can use the Psalms as prayers to speak to the real needs, struggles, and situations of our own lives. In the middle of this global coronavirus pandemic, we are all going through our own struggles and really need to look ahead to the hope that it will get better. And that's a real feeling that these Psalms can address. One way you might consider using the Psalms as your own prayer is through the practice of Lectio Divina, For today's episode, we had a great discussion with the Reverend Justin LaRosa, co-author of A Disciple's Path, author of The Jesus Challenge, and the pastor of Hyde Park United Methodist downtown campus, The Portico. This interview was actually recorded last year at the Portico Cafe, a mission of that downtown campus. While the Portico Cafe is not currently open for business due to the coronavirus pandemic, you can purchase coffee or make a donation to support their mission online at theporticocafe.org. Now, on to the interview. So we're here today with Justin LaRosa, who is the downtown campus pastor for Hyde Park United Methodist, our, um, the Portico campus. And we're actually interviewing at the Portico Cafe today, Indeed. which is really awesome. So if you hear a little bit of ambient background noise, that's why. So Justin, can you start out by telling us a little bit about yourself and really your experiences with prayer, since that's kind of where we're going to go today. Okay, well, I'll keep it brief. Uh I've had the honor and kind of blessing to be a part of uh, Hyde Park United Methodist for 14 and a half years or so. Uh, came to church really hungry, really thirsty, and had really explored a lot of different type of prayer prior to coming into the church. Actually, um, other forms of prayer, other uh disciplines, um, other traditions, including Buddhism and transcendental meditation and other. And, but what, what I found was I was struggling with prayer and, um, my, uh, you know, my thinking 
I couldn't shut it down and I would start praying and then my mind would wander and I was just, you know, trying to make sense of all this stuff. Did it, did it help? Did it, did it matter? Does God care? And, and so I just did a lot of searching and uh, experimenting and I found some things that really transformed my life and in the way that I practice. And, uh, I'm happy to share some of those. I am married to Caroline, lovely wife. We've got two kids, Russell and Bella, and they are, in two months going to be 13 and 15, which is, uh, really super crazy, uh, for me. That means I'm old, but, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. And so you talk about struggling with prayer and I think if we're honest, that's a place where a lot of us are at, you know, no matter how long we've been coming to church. Yeah. So how could the Psalms be used, do you think, for someone who's struggling with prayer or trying out contemplative practices for the first time? Well, I think the Psalms are so representative of kind of the range of human emotions. And uh, they really name and um, illustrate how we're feeling from intense anger and hatred and vengeance to love, joy. And they paint pictures. Um, they, they're they born in, in struggle and in joy. And uh, I think they're, they're kind of pictures of our lives at different points. And uh, I know we're going to hit a pretty well-known psalm today with, with a particular kind of prayer practice. But uh, I do think they have great imagery. And so it, it's easier to read than some of the thee, thou... <laughs> stuff of the early Old Testament, and so there's there, but there's they're long. Some of them are long mm-hmm. too, but uh, they can they can really connect us to our deepest selves and to God. And I think that's it, it's a nice little gateway for folks. Yeah. It's so interesting, right? Because so much of the Bible is narrative, yeah, mm-hmm. and then you come across this huge chunk right in the middle that is first person plural or first person singular, and yeah. it's so easy for us to put ourselves in the eye yes. yeah. of the Psalm, right? Right. Absolutely. And we can identify with it and we, um, we question some of it because some of it's kind of troubling. We were talking about this before we got on, on the air (laughs) about the vengeance and, uh, please smite my enemies and this and that and the other. Wow. Yeah. I felt that way, but am I allowed to say that? You know, kind of thing. Right. And it seems like in the Psalms, we're almost given permission to at least feel that. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think we look at the Old Testament through the lens of Jesus, right? And and how Jesus tells us to deal with our enemies. But that doesn't mean that we don't have those feelings and we can't mm-hmm. own those feelings and invite God into them. And that's yeah. what I think the Psalms give us an opportunity to do. Yeah. I love that. Invite God into the very human emotion. Absolutely. Because if you just try to dismiss them, they're not going to go away. Yes. So. <laughs> right. It's like there isn't this internal struggle between my humanity and my divinity. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Feeling these emotions, these raw mm-hmm. emotions, there's nothing ungodly about that. Absolutely. They're mm-hmm. real. It's truth. You know, we're going to feel hatred. We're going to feel the desire for vengeance. And uh, what Jesus t- teaches us is to invite God in and to do the opposite of what maybe our human nature would want to do and begin to learn to, to love. And that starts with hey, I feel this <laughs> and yeah. I want to do something about it. But yeah. God, yeah. help me. Yes. <laughs> yes, That's a great prayer. Step I think. One. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And so specifically, I'd love to talk about the pro- practice of Lexio Divina. Mm-hmm. And um, 
So I know you're a huge fan of it. So for someone who's never heard about it before, okay, give us so, the 411. Okay, the 411. I'll try to do it in bullet point style. First, um, the difference between Lexio Divina, and it's pronounced different ways. The way I pronounce it is Lexio Divina. Some people call it Lectio or whatever. It doesn't really matter. It's a Greek word that means uh, divine reading. And the difference between like Bible study and when we're reading the Bible to understand, um, to kind of understand who the writer is and the context and all that stuff. And, and that's good. And there's a really good place for that. But Lexio Divina is really about allowing the Bible to read you rather than you read the Bible, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's, there's four kind of movements to Lexio Divina. Um, Lectio means divine. So that's reading. Uh, there's four R's, reading, reflecting, responding, and resting. Um, Lexio is the reading part, and that's the time at which you read a section of scripture very, very slowly, almost exaggeratingly so, um, to, and you, you read it like three times. So you pick like one to five verses at, at the most, and you read very slowly. The first time you just listen kind of for context and, and, and whatnot, and then the second or third time, that's when you want to listen for what God has to say to you. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of start with the assumption that the Holy Spirit has something to say to you yeah. <laughs> uh, during this time of Lexia Divina. And so um, on the second or third reading, you allow your, your heart uh, to be drawn to a word or phrase. That's the message, right? So it's not like uh, you would once... It's not like you would keep reading after that. Once your your heart is drawn to that word or phrase, you stop. Hmm. That's that's the Holy Spirit's message for you, and that's when you begin to reflect. So the first R is read slowly and meditatively. The second R is to reflect. And you can say, okay, so um, let's say the word is, and we'll use one from wash. Let's say that I was really drawn to the word wash. I would think, well, what what is God inviting me to think about what in my life needs washed and you just think about that for a while you could journal about it if you're a journaler so um and you spend a a certain amount of time doing that Uh, so that's the second movement is uh reflect the third is respond and that's the time when you really just talk to god about what that all has meant to you you get to talk you reflect you res- and then you respond and you talk to God for a period of time. And then the last movement is uh, rest, and that's contemplation. Um, the fancy Greek words are lectio, meditatio, to think about or reflect on, oratatio, which is to talk to God, and then last, contemplatio, which is to rest in God. And that's when you would be in silence and use that word or phrase as kind of your centering word. So how about we do some Lexio Divina? Yes, yes. So if you're in your car... Just stay focused on the road. Yeah, your word please. is drive. Your word is drive. It is. If, uh, if, you're at, uh, if you're at home or a place where you can stop and close your eyes, um, uh, do that. Mm-hmm. If, if you're a journaler, I, I highly recommend that you get a, a, a journal and then you might even write what the scripture uh, verse is. Uh, 
and then when you get your word, you write your word down, and then um, you could write some you know questions. And sometimes you might not know what that means, and that's really okay too. Um, and it's the other little tip or trick is that you can bring this word or phrase with you throughout your day. So like if you're, it could just be kind of your your, your prayer, your meditation, your prayer for the day. So we're going to do uh, Psalm 51 verses one and two. And maybe, maybe we could do it this way. We didn't talk about this before, but we'll read it three times. Mm-hmm. And the first time uh, I'll read it. And then you just listen for kind of context and just, just hear it, let it kind of sink into you. On the second time, Nikki will read it. And then I'll just slide the Bible over to you unless oh. you want to pull it up, whichever, it. whichever you want to do. And then, um, and then notice yourself being drawn to a word or phrase. And then when, uh, on the last meeting, uh, reading Matt will read it. And if you, now one thing to say here is if, if you're really drawn to something on the, on the second ring, just stop, stop listening. You got it. Holy spirit. I mean, don't overthink it. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you need that third reading to kind of land on something, that's that's really okay. But don't like get nervous about it or anything like that. Don't overthink it. Oh my gosh, is this what it is? Maybe it's this one. No, maybe it's not. No, just whatever your whatever your spirit's drawn to. That's that's the word from the Holy Spirit. So um, it's going to be Psalm. Uh, do you want to provide any context to this, Matt, for Psalm fifty-one, just for folks to know? Or no, let's not get too cerebral about this. Okay. This is just listening to the word. This is about placing ourselves somewhat into the text. Mm -hmm. And I think if we get too much into what's behind the text. Yeah. Then people. Yeah. Right. I think the other thing, and it's a good point, is that what's different about this kind of practice is it's the ultimate surrender. Mm -hmm. You're not in control. No. Mm -hmm. Right. It's something within you inviting you to listen to deeply to the Holy Spirit. So good call. All right, so I'll start. Let me just uh, say a quick prayer. Then after we read it for the third time, you know, uh, hit pause on the on mm-hmm. the podcast and then take some take some time to um, do that journaling or just reflecting on your own. Now, monks do this f- twice a day for 30, 30 minutes a day, um, at least in the Trappist monasteries. Or, um, but you know, you might not have that kind of time or whatnot. And you could, you could even do it for, you know, five or 10 minutes mm-hmm. or whatever. Or, uh, what we, I've done in groups is to, to read it. And then that takes however long. And then I do three minutes, uh, for reflecting three minutes for responding. And then three minutes of centering prayer, basically mm-hmm. with the uh, sacred word being whatever the word or phrase you receive. So what do you think? You want to start us out with a prayer, one of you, and then before we start, and then I'll start reading. Okay. Gracious God, thank you for bringing us together today and thank you for the Psalms. Uh, Thank you for the opportunity to reflect these emotions and be honest about who we are. And as we go into this time of prayer, uh, may you make us be open to whatever word or phrase or action you have for us to take today. Amen. First reading of Psalm 51, verses 1 and 2. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. 
blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. So this is the time to hit pause. Reflect on your word or phrase. Respond by talking to God about it and then spend a few minutes in silence using that as your anchor word when your mind starts to bounce around a bit. And so now that we're back. Hey, we're back. <laughs> you, are you feeling all uh, Lectio divina up, I hope? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, but just to wrap things up here. So, Justin, do you have any closing advice, closing encouragement for our listeners as they are reading through the rest of the Psalms and the rest of the Bible this year? So uh, I'll be doing it this year in 2022, 2020 as well. I did it in 2019 and coming up on the Psalms, you're, we're probably in summer ish Mm -hmm. when this comes, if I remember correctly. And it's, it's kind of a, it's a long journey, but, um, it's really life giving. And so don't get discouraged if you feel like every once in a while you miss a day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Jump right back in. Allow the, like Matt said, it put yourself in these tests. See where you can see yourself and your emotions, either in your current experience in life right now or something that's happened in the past. And uh, allow them, allow it to speak to you. And if you're getting worn down, break off five verses and do Lexia Divina mm-hmm. and God will speak afresh and anew to you. So that would be my encouragement. Yeah. As we continue our journey through the Bible together, I hope you'll take Justin's advice to heart. Put yourself into these scriptures and let their stories resonate with your story, whatever that looks like and however you are feeling right now. We're all in this together and God is alongside us for the journey. If you're looking for a place to share stories of how these scriptures are resonating with you and your life, consider joining our Facebook group, share our podcast with a friend, and be sure to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. I'm your host, Nikki Taylor. See you next week.